Welcome to the podcast service of Sydney's FM 103.2. Available on the web at fm1032.com.au. Hello, I'm Kel Richards. Many years ago, there was a poet, um, we're going back to sort of the Middle Ages here, a poet who wrote this lovely thing about the human life and what it's like. And he said, basically, it's like a big dining hall, a big banquet hall, with big open windows. This is sort of the Middle Ages when they didn't always have glass. Big open windows at both ends. And a little bird comes flying in out of the darkness and flies through the lighted hall and back out at the other end. Our life, he says, is like that, flying out of the darkness through the lighted hall of this world and back out again. And it's that journey that we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks and that we're wrapping up this week, a journey that I'm calling Journey Towards God. Thanks for joining us. Nice to have your company. There is no use trying to gloss over the awfulness and the unnaturalness of death. After all, God didn't create men and women to wear out and be thrown away like broken toys. Instead, death is a passing, a passing from one world to another, from one life to another. More than that, it is a passing from the smaller to the larger, from the preparation to the thing you've been preparing for, or should have been preparing for. Death is just the end of school, the beginning of the career. It is the end of the overture, the beginning of the show. It is passing from the lobby into the main part of the building. Until we face that fact, we don't have a clear understanding of our journey towards eternity, our journey into eternity, our journey towards God. Here are some things about death that are not true. This is what death is not. Death is not rebirth into another life form, in this world. Death is not an unconscious state of the soul. Death is not being absorbed into the cosmic consciousness. Death is not floating around this planet like an invisible ghost so that you can be summoned up at seances by strange people on television shows. Death is not the doorway to eternal bliss for everyone. Death is not the end of our existence. God, as I said, didn't create men and women to be thrown away, wear out, thrown away like broken toys. God made us special, with the ability to relate to him, as no animal could. Death crashed Adam and Eve's garden party the moment they decided to disobey God. God had warned our primeval parents of the side effects of eating the forbidden fruit. The Bible says, And the Lord God commanded the man, You may freely eat of every tree of the garden, But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day you eat of it, you shall die. The bit of the Bible that says that is Genesis chapter 2, sentence 17. But the temptation was great and their resistance was small, so they fell into death and corruption. The Bible says, So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. It comes from Genesis chapter 3 and sentence 6. What that was, was rebellion. This was saying to God, you don't know what's best for me, I know. It was saying to God, don't you tell me what to do, I'll decide what to do. And this was the action that unplugged the human race from God unplugged us from God, the power source of the universe, and unplugged from God and from the power source of the universe, death becomes inevitable. That's why you and I shall die. Death came to Adam and Eve in two forms, spiritual and physical. 
They first experienced a spiritual separation from God when they ignored him, rebelled against him, rejected his authority. They hid from God and were soon expelled from the garden where they had once had an intimate personal relationship with him. Spiritual death opened the door to physical death, which came to our primeval parents some years later. First and foremost, then, death is separation. In a spiritual sense, it's the separation of the soul from God. The Bible says, Your iniquities have been barriers between you and your God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear. The part of the Bible that tells me that is Isaiah chapter 59, sentence 2. The Bible also says, You are dead through the trespasses and sins in which you live, following the course of this world. Comes from Ephesians chapter 2 and sentence 11, a uh, sentence 1. In a physical sense, death is the separation of the soul from the body. The Bible also talks about eternal death. This is the irreversible spiritual death. The second death, spoken of in the Bible in Revelation chapter 21, sentence 1, which follows the final judgment. That is why death is not rebirth into another life form, or an unconscious state of soul, or being absorbed into cosmic consciousness, or the doorway to eternal bliss for everyone, or the end of our existence. So, let's go back to the question, where do I go from here? If death is not the end of us as distinct personalities, if it really is the doorway to a new kind of continuing existence, what is the first thing that's going to happen to us when we die? Although the Bible offers us only a glimpse of life on the other side, it does indicate that there are two very real places where the dead await the resurrection and the final judgment. Jesus gave us the most vivid picture of the dead awaiting resurrection and final judgment uh, when he told a story about the rich man and a beggar named Lazarus. At the end of that story, Jesus says, The poor man died and was carried away by the angels to be with Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried. In Hades, where he was being tormented, he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. Comes from Luke chapter 16, verses 22 to 23. Now, some people say that's simply a story, merely a parable, a fable, an allegory. But others insist it records a vivid truth about the other side of death. We can be sure that Jesus is telling us some important truths about life on the other side of death. He says there are two destinations for the soul at death, a place of comfort and a place of torment. Those two places have the rather strange names of Hades and Abraham's side. In describing life and death this way, Jesus was filling in the picture in the Old Testament part of the Bible. There, the Hebrew word Sheol refers to the place where all souls go at death. Our English Bibles translate this word Sheol as the grave or hell or the pit, depending on the context in which it appears. And in the New Testament part of the Bible, Hades is just the Greek word for Sheol. This was the place where God's people and his enemies awaited the final resurrection and the final great judgment of the world. In that waiting room, there were two distinct places with two very different conscious existences. The story Jesus told about the beggar Lazarus and the rich man explains that people will either exist in comfort and blessing or inhabit a place of torment. It also makes it clear that once we've passed through the door of death, we can't pick up our suitcases and move out because we don't like the accommodation. When a believer dies, someone who knowingly, consciously, deliberately follows Jesus, his or her soul goes immediately to be with Jesus. 
Jesus himself said, I go to prepare a place for you so that where I am, there you may also be. That's in John chapter 14 and sentence 3. The resurrection and the perfect repair and restoration of human bodies, the reuniting of bodies and souls will take place at the end of time when Jesus returns to judge every individual and the whole world. Now, this raises the question, how can I be ready? It's certain that death is coming. Recent survey of doctors indicates 10 out of 10 people die. Life is a fatal condition. No one gets out of here alive. That being so, how can I be ready for death? What can I do to prepare? One of the clearest descriptions of what it takes to be ready is when the Bible says, God so loved the world that he gave his only son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but have eternal life. The bit of the Bible that tells me that is John chapter 3, sentence 16. The final choice, of course, is yours. Will you recognize that you are lost without Jesus? Will you trust him to rescue you from death's penalty and power? Will you accept his offer of eternal life? Will you turn from your way to his way? Will you ask him to forgive you and change you and take over the running of your life both now and forever? Think it over. Think it over. Since you've only got one life to live, what do you think God wants you to do with it? Should you be living your life as a journey towards God or as a journey towards pleasure? What would you like others to remember about you when you've finished your life? How would you, how would you live tomorrow if you knew that tomorrow was your last day? When you wake up tomorrow morning, pretend that it is your last day on earth. Pretend that you'll be dead before the day is over. You can imagine whatever pretended cause you like for your own death. You know, car accidents, sudden instant fatal heart attack, whatever you prefer. Now, knowing this will be your last day, how will you live? How much attention will you give to God? How much attention will you give to Jesus? How much time will you spend carefully researching the Bible and making sure you properly understood and properly responded to what God says. It's a sobering thought, isn't it? It's a sobering thought experiment, and it's one well worth trying. Well, now, that's our program for tonight. Tomorrow night, uh, Journey Towards God, Part 19. We're nearly there, nearly there. We're in the home stretch. The finishing post is in sight, and this very long but very important series is nearly at a close. Okay, here is our thought for the night. And our thought for the night tonight comes from Second Timothy chapter 1, sentence 10 in the New Testament part of the Bible. The Bible says, Jesus has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light. Until tomorrow night at this time, thanks for your company. I'm Kel Richards. Bye for now. We hope you enjoyed this FM 103.2 podcast. To listen to more great audio, visit fm1032.com.au.